The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get your dancing shoes ready because we're going Dancing with the Soap Stars today, cha-cha-cha, on Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Welcome to Soap Central Live, everybody. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. It is absolutely freezing in Philadelphia. I'm actually in the studio right now with a shawl on. I look like a little old person. It's actually quite sad, but I've got to stay warm because we've got an hour of hot soap chat for you this week. We've got a lot of different things to talk about. We're going back to our regular format of the show where we're going to bring on some celebrity guests to talk to them, to get caught up with them, and find out what's going on in their world. It's been a really busy week in the world of soaps. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to do that coming up later in the show. We have things to talk about, including the renewal of Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. We have Cassie DePaiva joining the cast of Days of Our Lives. Rick Hurst, it was just announced, is returning to General Hospital. Ron Carlovati's contract as head writer of GH was renewed. Allison Sweeney is leaving Days of Our Lives. So there's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about. That's all coming up in the second half of the show. And also coming up later in the show, we're going to be taking a look inside a serialized internet soap that's been spun off into a book and possibly something more. Jake Biondi will be here to talk about Boys Town. But up first, I hope you have your dancing shoes ready, unless you're listening in your car, in which case that's probably not a good idea. But we are going to be talking about dance. So if you don't know the difference between the foxtrot and the samba, we're going to try to get some answers for you today. Rib Hillis and Elena Grunienko are going to be joining us in just a moment. But I do want to remind you that if you'd like to call in and talk to any of our guests, you can always call our toll-free number at 866-472-5788. Again, that number is 866-472-5788. You can talk to our guests, or as I said in the second half of the show, we're also going to be taking your calls to talk about the latest soap news. But if for some reason you can't get on to call us if you're not able to get to the phone you can always show us your moves on twitter at soap central or at soap central live and if you have any videos of yourself dancing we'd like for you to tweet those to us as well we'll check them out and retweet them to our followers and maybe have an online dance competition that sounds like a lot of fun so my first guests this week are recognizable to tv viewers in numerous genres from soap operas to commercials dancing competitions and even home makeovers and Lucky for us, they've combined their collective talents into a new project. 
It's called the L.A. Ballroom Studio, and this real-life couple is here today to assure us that even those of us with two left feet can learn to get their waltz on. They obviously haven't met me, but we'll let them deal with that coming up in just a couple of moments. So first up, he played Dr. Jake Marshak on Port Charles. And if you're not fast-forwarding through the commercials, you may have seen him as one of the sexy garbage men in a new hefty ad campaign. Rib Hillis, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi there. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for being here. Let's bring on... Our other guest as well, Elena Grunienko, is a world champion professional ballroom dancer, so a little nervous to discuss dancing with her, but hopefully it'll be all right. You may have seen her on Dancing with the Stars. She's the owner of a talent agency. She's a choreographer, and she even serves as a board member of the National Museum of Dance. Elena, welcome to Soap Central Live. Don't, we may have lost her. We'll try to get her back in here. In the meantime, we'll talk to Rib. Uh, sure, let's just let's make the whole interview about me. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to make it about me, so it'll be nice to have somebody who we can uh, sort of mix it up with here. As I mentioned in your introduction, you know, folks may know you from your work on Port Charles. You did fill in on Passions for a while. So I want to find out, when did you decide that you wanted to pursue acting? Was that something that you wanted to do from an earlier age? age or was that something that just popped up along the way and you decided to say hey let me check this out uh, it was definitely the latter uh, my uh, segue into acting came very late in life I wanted to be a professional football player as a as a young boy and uh, teenager and went to college to play football but I sort of uh, passed on that because uh, I was hurting myself more than I was hurting other people and I was like you know what maybe I should try something different and uh, a modeling career came along, which I was happy to, to take advantage of, which that got me to Europe. I lived in Paris for two years, and I ended up coming back to New York, and I took an acting class to get better at doing commercial auditions and not the hope of becoming an actor. And I had such an amazing experience in this acting class, getting to pretend to be someone else, which is really acting, just pretending. I walked out of that class with my eyes wide open. I thought, this is what I want to do in uh, my late 20s at that point. It's interesting that you say that because for, for myself, my plan was always to go into medicine and you mentioned that you wanted to be a professional football player. There are a lot of people, uh, maybe even some who are listening now, who have it in their mind that there's one set path that they have to you know, do something, whether it's uh, maybe pressure from their family or not. What is your advice to someone who maybe isn't sure what they want to become further down the line in their career? Well, this life can be long and with lots of, lots of different twists and turns. I would say passion. Passion is really the ultimate sort of litmus test and guide. If you're doing something that you're passionate about, it's going to take you in directions you never imagined. Uh, and I would say pursue those and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to pursue them because if you're doing a job that you're passionate about, it's not going to seem like a job. It may seem like a long way off. Someone might want to be, you know, a professional surfer and they live in landlocked, you know, <laughs> Kansas or something. But if you want to do it and you're passionate about it, the journey to get there won't, won't seem like it's too, too bad. Well, I think that. There's an interest of, of disclosure here. It may be 17 years later, but let's, let's talk about this. When the first press release rib came out for Port Charles back in 1997, I remember working on the cast list for SoapCentral.com, and I thought, ha, look at this. They made a typo. Obviously, they meant Rob, and I changed it. And then the next press release came out, and it said Rib Hillis again. 
And I remember thinking, well, maybe that's really his real name. So let's ask you. You know, the I and the O are right next to each other. It obviously isn't a typo. It, name is Rib. Is that uh, – where did the name come from? Oh, that's funny that you changed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was Oops. a little boy. I was about six years old, and I was catching frogs in a pond upstate New York, and I caught a bunch of frogs, and my friends gave me the nickname Ribbit because of the frogs. <laughs> and I moved from upstate New York to Newton, Massachusetts, and the first day in third grade, I stood in front of the class, and the teacher said, should we call you Bob, Bobby, or Robert, because that is my name, Robert. And I had just gotten this new awesome nickname, Ribbit, and so I blurted out to the third grade class, call me Ribbit, call and they Ribbit. all you know, perked up and we're like, that's so cool. And that's it. It's, it's stuck. I, I have friends that, that only know me as Ribbit because they met me through elementary school. It shortened to Ribby and then high school it was just Rib. When I went to Europe and started modeling, uh, they didn't even have a last name. I had just one name on my comp card in Europe, just R-I-B. So it's been a, I mean, a self, self-given nickname from the childhood. I guess it worked out. I mean, it's, it's been quite some time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I. I don't know. I don't know any other way. Um, you know, my uh, that's how that's how I I've gone through life is having this kind of odd name, and I, I tend to spell it. You know, I like hey, it's Rib Hillis, uh, R I B, because a lot of people put an extra B on it. My son, his name is Magnus. We have a five-month-old son, and we we decided to name him Magnus. And my father sort of balked at it. He's like, well, oh, how, how can you name him Magnus? I mean, well, I guess he actually said, I guess he could change his name when he gets older. <laughs> and, and, and my my 10-year-old son, Dane, he said, why would Magnus change his name from Magnus? People change their name to Magnus. And I thought, exactly. Magnus has the chance to have great of a life as he wants or as, you know, as small. It doesn't matter. But the name is just, it's. It's just what it is called. It's not. There's nothing more to it unless you want to put more to it. I feel like I need to come up with a cool nickname. Of course, it's 40 years in now. It's probably too late, but I'll work well, on that. You, this is how you do it. You go to a new town, and when you okay. meet people, you tell them the new name, and that's the only way they will know you because they don't know the past. Now, if someone from the old town comes to visit you, they may they may give up your secret, but you can start over. Maybe we'll now have one. Now it's too late to change your nickname. Ah, look who we have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Welcome, guys. Elena. My phone okay. threw me out in the beginning of the... <laughs> That's okay. We're just getting to know everybody here. So you, let's let's jump in with this. Do you have a nickname, Elena? Or, uh, I do. Uh, you do. My nickname is Grinia, which comes out of my last name, Grinenko. And my childhood friends don't ever call me by my nickname. Oh, by my name. Sorry, it's always a nickname. <laughs> okay. So, so we for... actually have a funny story with Rib. Uh, is we just start dating. Um, my full name is Yelena. My short name is Lena. My nickname is Grinya. And then Russians change their names to Lena, Linusik, Alionchik, Grinchik, and so I have twenty-five names. And then he goes, I'm going to ask you odd questions. Please don't get upset with me. And that's like maybe three months into dating. He goes, what exactly your name is? (laughs) 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 Well, but yes, we're going to stick with with short names. I don't know that we would have the ability for 25 names here. I I think that would probably take up a whole tweet all by itself. 
Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let fans who are listening get a chance to know you a little bit better. You were born in Russia. You are an incredible dancer. But when did your passion for dancing begin? You know, I can tell you it started right away because I was seven years old and uh, I got into it. And, you know, I don't know a one single little girl that doesn't like to twirl around and wear those beautiful costumes and, you know, shoes and things like that. So I loved it immediately. Um, and then, you know, I went through my tough teenage times because dancing was really taking up my whole entire time. So as a teenager, I said to my mom, I don't want to do it because I want to go out. <laughs> but uh, really, dancing was always part of my life. I honestly I was born to dance. <laughs> um, I can't imagine my life without it. Well, that brings me to what I was mentioning in the introduction, and I don't know if you were both able to hear it, but people, you know, I'm watching something like American Idol, and people will always say, yes, I can sing. Well, we've learned that, yes, maybe everyone can sing, but not everyone can sing well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about dancing, Rib. Do you think Mm -hmm. that... Can everyone dance? There are people that, like myself, who are born with two left feet, who, you know, yeah. uh, for me, the, the hokey pokey is probably my advanced dance class. I don't know if I'd be able to get past <laughs> that. So uh, yeah. let's talk about it. Can anyone dance? I think anybody has an ability to learn how to dance. Um, not anybody can become a world champion. Obviously, the more um, your body structure is, you're structured for specific uh, things like gymnastics or dance or swimming, and you have a correct structure for the sport, then obviously it's easier for you to progress into like something like competing nationals and world championships. But we're talking about social dancing, and social dancing is dancing for fun. And honestly, to do a running man, it's also dancing. <laughs> or That's the chicken true. dance. <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. For me, dancing is a form of expressing yourself. And anybody can express themselves through some kind of a form of dance. Um, Rip makes fun of me on my top dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. it's it's my happy dance, and 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 I'm absolutely terrible doing that, and it looks hilarious. And he goes, "Oh my God, how can a world champion born dancing look so funny?" But this is my form of expressing my happy dance. <laughs> I think we all have those. I'm sure there are people who are listening who are nodding their heads and thinking, "Yes, I have a happy dance that maybe I don't want anyone necessarily to see." But I think everybody yeah. has the happy dance, and. Dancing yeah. does make a lot of people happy in and of itself. So, Rib, where did the idea come from to start the L.A. Ballroom Studio? Well, obviously, Elena has been part of the dance world. It's part of her life, part of her, you know, who she is. And so in the in the, you know, almost six years we've been together, we've slowly been kind of coming around the idea. She's run other studios. But really, I think the real impetus was uh, our son, Magnus. Magnus was born five months ago, and Elena's life, traveling a lot with, uh, in fact, Elena is actually working right now in San Diego, and she's not even at the studio, but we wanted to have a place where where we could have a future and have something a little more stable. My, my life, you know, you, you know that the active world of an actor, you're out of work more than you're in work, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been very, very fortunate to have 
a very long and diverse career, but it was time to build something for our future, for our son and for our family. We had this great opportunity. Um, the former studio owner was ready to move on to a different phase in her life, and we were ready to move on to a different phase in ours. And so it, uh, it all happened pretty quickly over the holidays. We literally were doing negotiating and, and getting a uh, tax ID number. Like on Christmas Eve and on New Year's <laughs> Day, we were trying to do business. I tell you, it's hard because the IRS shut down for, for a week, and we couldn't get our tax ID number, but it all yeah. worked out. We were able to open the doors over here at L.A. Ballroom Studio, uh, literally the day after we signed the lease and had students on the dance floor because we inherited the previous uh, tenant and owner's uh, clientele and students, and we have some great instructors. But we're trying to make it our own, so that's why we're, we're talking about it. We would love for people to come over and, and enjoy dance as much as we do, as much as Julian does. And I will tell you this, this studio is a place where you can literally let it all go because no one judges you because I dance and I'm terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm lowering the bar, no one's going to feel embarrassed <laughs> about going out there and dancing. You know, that's a good point, though, for Yelena. Uh, is this something that is targeted for experienced dancers or can someone really come in with maybe no dance experience and say, hey, I kind of want to learn to do the waltz? You know what? I've been in many, many different situations. I had people coming in, and they learn, like, extremely quick, and it's amazing. And I have people coming in that it takes them a little bit longer. But when you look at yourself a year from now on, and if you do that something like you come once, twice a week, and you do it uh, consistently, you will find yourself dancing at the social party, maybe different, many different well, apparently we have lost both Rib and Elena, so we will take a quick break while we figure out where everybody has gone to. So stay tuned, because Soap Central Live will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. 
the joys of live radio, everybody. We are back talking about the L.A. Ballroom Studio with Rip Hillis and Yelena Grinienko. And we were, before, we had some weird polar vortex technical issues. I was asking what you think is the style of dance that most people wish that they could learn. And as, as I was saying, for me, it's, I think the waltz seems very dramatic and regal, and that would be the one that maybe I wished I knew how to do. Uh, for the two of you, what do you hear from people that they would like to learn? I think people come in with different wishes, but I know for sure in, in specifically Los Angeles, salsa is very popular. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people asking salsa. Argentine tango right now is one of those sexy dances, yeah. people ask for that, but um, it's uh, a lot of people walk in and they just want to dance. They're not necessarily actually know the specific dance, but they're like, oh, I always wanted to dance. Just teach me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that probably there's there's got to start with one. Can't do them all at once. Or I mean, I guess you could, but that would be, at least for me, I think that would probably be confusing. So I want to give you guys a chance to let people know how they can find you, where they can go for more information, and you know, if they're really interested in learning, whether it be salsa or tango or, or the waltz, what they need to do. Sure. So we, uh, you can find our information on the website, which is com. And uh, it has uh, our phone number and our email. And uh, so they're welcome to call us. And what we usually do, we uh, offer people an introductory lesson so where they can come into the studio and meet our staff, uh, try a lesson, and see what we offer. And as of right now, we are offering people a new owner special, which we call 222. Four two twenty two. <laughs> so you're gonna get to go into the studio and uh, have two private lessons, two group classes, and two social parties. So you actually, with that package, will have a feel of uh, all of those things that we offer in the studio mm-hmm. and have fun with it. And one that of the things like that fun. we want to do with our studio is want to make it a place that people come. And learn dance, but they also can come and socialize because it really we have a really great group of students that come for our group classes. We have a lot of students coming in private, and then we have our social parties, and everybody gets together. We have a big social party coming up on February sixth, which is our Valentine's Day social party, and we are doing a special thing for this. We're doing the Celebrity Dance Challenge, Battle of the Soaps. I don't know if you've uh, heard about this, but we were on um, Lily Melger's and uh, Martha uh, Martha's show, their radio mm-hmm. show, and they challenged each other Ooh. to a dance-off. And so we facilitated that, and they're coming in and training and getting ready to do their dance-off in our studio in front of our live studio audience, really. And we have um, celebrity judges, Snow Urban from So You Think You Can Dance, and we're trying to get a lock on a few other soap stars to be our judges, and we're gonna we're gonna make it fun. Like that that is our dream yeah. is to have a place that people love to come and have fun, and as Elena said, express themselves. That does. Yeah. I mean, goodness, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now with the the little competition, we've got uh, Team Lily and Team Martha. Uh, I guess folks can weigh in and do a hashtag and <laughs> see who they're rooting for. <laughs> That's a genius. I like idea. that idea. <laughs> 
And of course, we're going to need to see maybe a YouTube video or a little bit of a snippet with some highlights. For those of us who can't be there, uh, we would like to be able to see this dance off. Well, we will definitely. We're going to have some a clip going up soon that is sort of the the beginning of them. They come in and some training session clips, and then we will take the actual event on the evening. And it is open to the public. Um, we uh, the social parties. It's ten dollars in advance and fifteen dollars at the door. Um, and bring your dance shoes, and there will be all different types of music you can dance to. I will be on the dance floor. I promise I won't step on too many toes. I'll probably do some tango and some salsa. I think Elena will be able to get on the dance floor. So anybody who is in the Los Angeles area on the 6th, come on by and join us at L.A. Ballroom Studio. And we will be passing along that information both on our official website at subcentral.com slash radio and on our numerous Twitter feeds. But before I let you guys go, since we are just two weeks away from the Olympic Games, Elena, uh, you worked as a choreographer for some figure skating medalists. Is that true? Yes, I did. I worked with uh, gold and silver medalists for, uh, for the last Olympics. Very nice. And since we don't leave you out, uh, Rib, I'm sure that you haven't choreographed any figure skating medalists, but what is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Uh, ooh, e- probably skating. I do like, like hockey. Not. <laughs> I grew, grew up watching it bad. Um, and, and, you know, when they... Sorry, I can't speak suddenly. <laughs> it's they the cold. Fight a lot. They used to fight a lot, and it was way more fun. Right now, they're two nights. <laughs> well, I would probably I wanted... go with uh, with freestyle skiing. I think that's a pretty fun and dynamic sport. Yeah, uh, I like watching all of them. I think bobsled is fun. Uh, it looks dangerous to me. It also reminds me of the way that I drive, probably. So for me, that's always a lot of fun. But I want to thank you both for being here. As I said, I want to let everyone know that they can get additional information at LABallroomStudio.com and also on their Facebook account. Just search for LA Ballroom Studio there as well. You'll be able to get additional information. So Rib and Elena, thank you so much for dropping by today. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Now, we talk a lot about soaps here on Soap Central Live. Soap is, well, it's in our name, so there's really no reason for us not to talk about soaps. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some of the members of the web series Beacon Hill and Tainted Dreams here to talk with us. But when we talk about web-based soaps, we often think about the web series that are sort of internet-based television programs, but there are millions of people who love to read, who enjoy reading, whether it's the old-school paperback or hardcover book, or whether it's something more high-tech on a Kindle or an iPad. So I thought that it'd be fun to explore another form of soap, and that's an online serialized, online serialized written soap. So, Jake Biondi is the creator of Boys Town, and it's described as a continuing story of several couples living in Chicago's famed Boys Town neighborhood. He's here today to talk about the series and to give us some more information about how we can check it out, and as I mentioned, a book that was created. So, Jake, welcome to Subcentral Live. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry about the the technical polar vortex issues that we were having, but that's okay. I'm sitting in the middle of a new polar vortex in Chicago right now, so uh, it's uh, all good. Yes, as I mentioned, I have my shawl on. It is cold. Uh, So let's let everybody know a little bit more about yourself. Uh, When you developed an interest in writing, and what prompted you to take your love of writing to the internet? So let folks know a little bit more about you, Jake. 
Well, I'm from Chicago, and I've been a huge soap fan since birth, I guess. Um, not only just the TV ones, the daytime ones, Days of Our Lives in particular, but also, um, you know, nighttime ones, Dynasty and Dallas, Falcon Crest, and newer ones like Revenge and Nashville. Um, so I've just always been interested in that, but also like classic ones, if you think about um, even like Charles Dickens' books, Great Expectations, or Oliver Twist, those were all released in serial form. Um, in magazines back in his day. So he's sort of like the inventor of the soap. And so um, I just had an idea for a story based off some characters I'd created in my head, and I decided to keep it um, based here in Chicago's Boys Town because I know it best, and there's a lot going on here. And um, so I decided to start writing, and I originally intended to um, write one installment a month, and I started. I put the first installment online on the Internet last June, um, and introduced the characters and ended with a cliffhanger. And I intended to post the next one, um, you know, a month later. And people started to email me from across the country, people that had read it, to say they really liked it, they were connecting with the characters, they wanted to know what was happening next, and could I um, start writing faster. So uh, <laughs> I wound up, you know, doing what they asked me to do and started to write a little bit more quickly. And by November, had put out 11 of the episodes online. And people have been really um, positive and very, it's been fun interacting with them and seeing the responses. I get comments about the, the couples they like and who they want to hook up with who and, and all that kind of stuff. And since it's not re- written, you know, months in advance, their input can change the story. Well, a uh, lot of folks who may not have been to Chicago, when they think of Chicago, maybe they'll think of Oprah or the former Sears Tower. I know it's the Willis Tower Willis now with Bean yeah. and, uh, you know, Die in the River Green. Can you tell them, folks who are wondering, what is the Boys Town neighborhood? Okay, well, most people know Boys Town from Wrigley Field where the Cubs play. Um, and so it's just a north side neighborhood right along the lake um, that's, you know, about a mile to north of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. And it's traditionally, you know, called Boys Town because it tends to have a large gay population. Although that's changing, um, recently it's become a lot more diverse in terms of uh, lots of straight families moving in. Also, you know, just racially, ethnically, it's just a really diverse neighborhood. And Out Trailer Magazine last month actually named Boys Town um, best gay neighborhood in the country. So that's been really fun, and I think tourism is up. And this is a fun place, lots of bars, lots of restaurants, parks. Uh, street fairs, all that kind of stuff, and lots of diversity. So when I was writing the writing, beginning to write the Boys Town series, I wanted to make sure that that diversity was reflected in the characters. Um, so there's some straight characters, some gay characters, all different racial and ethnic backgrounds, and um, different ages as well. And I try as often as possible to have the characters doing things at real bars or real hotels or whatever, um, just to make it a little bit more authentic to Chicago. We have someone who has called in and has a question for you. So okay. let's bring in T. T, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, T. Hey, Jake. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Hey, no problem. I just more I had more of a compliment than a question. I really um, I found Boys Town on Amazon.com. I'm always surfing the web looking for a new book to read. And what stood out most was how we describe Chicago. I've never been. Um, a couple of my friends have been, but I've never been, and I've wanted to go. And after reading his blurb and looking at the book, I picked it up, and I spent all night reading until I was done. And I was so amazed at how he just 
put everything together and it made it feel like you were there with the characters. It's so great that a couple of us have decided that we're going to come down to Chicago and take a trip down to Boys Town. That sounds nice. We'd, we'd love that. <laughs> we'd be happy to meet you. So, in the interest of disclosure, T, are you one of the people who was writing in and saying, hey, we, we want you to write the, the res- resolution and the cliffhangers a little bit faster? No, actually, I hadn't realized it was an online serial until after I finished it, and I started stalking, like, on the Internet, because I couldn't find much about Jake. And it's funny, because in the reading world, you either are popular or you're considered like an indie writer that people start stalking and then want to talk about, oh, how do you find them? And then we found him on, um, we found the serial on the website and then we just started emailing him and asking him questions. And it was awesome because he's one of those authors that isn't afraid to answer questions. Hmm. I mean, some of us readers, we ask some bold questions and he... (laughs) was totally upfront with us and totally cool about it. And we love him for that because a lot of times readers get so into the book and the authors don't really respond. But Jake has been awesome about that and very responsive. And that's why he's got such a good following because he's like that. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, T, for calling in. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. And I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Thank you, That does bring a very interesting question, Jake. I'm sure as someone who said that they have an interest in soaps, you will know that sometimes fans of serialized content have in their minds what they want to see happen to particular characters. And if it doesn't quite go the way that they want, they're vocal about it. Have you run (laughs) into that in writing anything where you wrote something and were surprised that there was a response to the opposite? I haven't had any of that, but I have had interesting ideas of characters um, coupling up that I had never thought about. So um, because I'm, you know, usually maybe an episode or two only ahead of what's released, um, nothing is written in stone and I can change the story or I can consider the ideas that they've shared. So uh, that's been the fun part. I haven't really had anybody um, email me or contact me to say we don't like this storyline or we don't like that storyline, but I've had more of it would be better if you had this character with this one, or could you imagine if this happened? And I think about, and most of the times it's something I've not thought about. And so I think, oh, that might be interesting. And so I can play around with it a little bit and then write it in. Is that something that folks who are reading this should keep in mind that you welcome their content? As T said, you know, we should be surprised that you wrote back, but do you encourage fans to Absolutely. contact you? Absolutely. I, lo- I love, that's been the fun part about this is it's so interactive. I had no idea when I posted the first episode that anyone would even, you know, even read it, let alone respond to it. And um, the most fun for me has just been hearing back from people, seeing the di- posts on the different websites or getting comments or emails. That to me has been the most fun part. Uh, and a lot of this has happened really fast, which has been exciting as well. So, um, in November is when a couple friends told me, like, you need to publish this in a book form. And so I took the first 10 episodes, um, published them as a book, and that's available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and local bookstores here. And so I called that season one to keep the TV theme going. And so mm-hmm. the first 10 episodes are no longer available online because of the publisher agreement. They needed to be available only through the book. Um, so now I'm writing episodes 11 and actually 15 now. 
and those are online. And then when I get through 20, then 11 through 20 will be published in the spring as um, another book, Volume 2. So that it's easy for folks to find then, for if they're not in the Chicago area, being able to oh, go absolutely. onto Amazon or Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble rather, is, is really, really simple. Absolutely. And if you go through just through the website, jakebandy.com, you can click right on the homepage to go to either of those sites to pick it up or take a look. And I have excerpts from the book on the website as well. The and they can also, is, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say they can also follow you on Twitter for additional information as well. Absolutely. And um, now I've been getting contacts from different studios and some people in Hollywood and some people in New York that might be interested in turning it into something for TV. So that's been brand new and, and exciting as well because, again, it wasn't necessarily how I intended it for, to go, but I'm certainly open to it. So um, a couple of friends of mine that are in California and in New York are actors have contacted me and said, you know, can we bring this to a producer? Can we bring this to a, a studio? on your behalf, and I said, sure, that's great. Well, I believe in putting positivity out into the universe, so I won't say if, I will say when that <laughs> happens. We want you, I want you to come back, and we'll talk about more of that and, and what's coming up and what to expect from that as well. That would be my pleasure. But before we let you go, if, as I mentioned, they can, folks can follow you on Twitter as well. It's Boystown mm-hmm. underscore series. And if they were following you earlier today, there was a, a bit of a discussion about Days of Our Lives. And you had said, love Days, and that you're a huge Wilson fan, which is the oh, swoosh yeah. name of Will and Sonny. What is it about this couple that has uh, lured you in? Well, I've been watching the show for, I'd say, 30 years, so I've been lured in from the beginning. But um, but I, the, the, that couple in particular, I just like the way that they're written, um, the whole coming out story of Will. I, it's, I mean, for really, a lot of people are, are becoming really passionate about Wilson. Yep. I think that the way that they're written, I think that the coming out story of Will um, was fantastic. And, Absolutely. You know, go ahead. No, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, this is something that it's funny for me to have watched the evolution, at least online. I remember that when All My Children was doing its coming out story of Bianca, we were one of the first, SoapCentral.com was one of the first places that Glad reached out to do research about what fan reaction was to that storyline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who were very much opposed to that storyline. And to fast forward now, uh, you know, a dozen or so years, we'll say, and all of a sudden now to have hashtags for same-sex couples, you know, starting whether it be with Otalia on Guiding Light or Wilson on Days of Our Lives, it's really been an interesting progression of the response that people have had to this. Right, and I can remember when they first started, the, the mumblings first began on days that there was going to be a gay character, and on some of the sites there was a little of that negativity, but I think that the way that they wrote them, um, particularly having um, Will with Marlena, his grandmother that's a psychiatrist, I think people just realized that it was being handled really well, and I think it calmed people's nerves, um, and I think that the people immediately started connecting with Will and Sonny because they're just personable, um, you know, great characters. What can you do in Boys Town? What do you have the creative and artistic license to be able to do that daytime soaps cannot? 
Well, it's a little bit, you know, probably a little bit more sexy and explicit in the book than it would be on TV. Um, some people have called it Fifty Shades of Gay. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I think that that's about that's about it. I mean, the the and maybe maybe the fact that I, there, there could be more than one gay couple in the book, mm-hmm. and probably on on the soaps, probably at the moment anyway. You know, each one probably has one. I don't know if there's any that have multiple gay couples on the daytime soaps yet. But I mean, well, I, mean, I, mean, I even think about Dynasty back in the 80s and then having a gay character on there and really trying to push the envelope with that. And at the time, that was cutting edge. Well, if you're talking about cutting edge, it's also interesting to see how in the very beginning, a lot of storylines that involved gay characters on soaps involved the reversion therapy of ungaying the characters. Yep. And yep. I think all of the soaps did that. I, all My Children, I think As the World Turns, which is even much more recently than All My Children. But that was that was sort of the way to go. And now, uh, I mean, now it's it's more of, I guess, a, a societal issue where it's it's sort of everybody is like everybody else regardless of where they're from or who they are mm-hmm. right, and you saw a little bit and it was uh, will at the beginning a little bit of that sort of self-loathing as he was coming out which i think may be natural and then sunny encouraging him all the time and being positive and having been out for a lot longer so you had the two experiences mixed together and you know i think that that was another way that the writers handled it really well well, Jake, is there anything else that you would like listeners to know about Boys Town? Certainly, let them know again where they can find you and how they can pick up a copy of the first 10 episodes. Yeah, I would welcome anyone to pick the book up, and I'd love to hear from them. Um, again, it's on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. JakeBeyondy.com is the website, and um, check it out. We are going to be sharing all of the information, if you missed any of it, on our official website at SoapCentral.com slash radio, or also on one of our many Twitter feeds. It's either at SoapCentral or at SoapCentralLive. Jake, I want to thank you so much for taking some time thank out. Thank you. It's been fun. Dealing with the polar vortex and yes. line difficulties. So, as I said, hopefully we will have you back in no time to talk about uh, some further developments. Great. I welcome that. All right, everybody, we are going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with a whirlwind. We're talking polar vortexes. We have a whirlwind of soap news. So stay tuned because Soap Central Live will be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, 
SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. Before we let you dance off into the weekend, we're going to talk about some of the soap news that has broken over the past seven days. We will start off by taking a caller. We have Donald from Brooklyn on the line to talk about General Hospital. Donald, welcome to Soap Central Live. Oh, thank you very much, Dan. Um, Good evening. I am just so psyched about um, two things. The first... um, in the story of the week about Dr. Albright being the chief of staff of General Hospital. Okay. I was not seeing that coming. Um, <laughs> I okay. think she is not doing, doing that alone. No, she's working for somebody. Who do you think she's working for? Oh, Victor Cassadine. Are you sure? Would you put money on it? Yes, I would. Um, <laughs> cause okay. she's been on the phone. Um, she's been on, on the phone making these um, cryptic calls and, and I think that she is um, doing it for Victor Cassadine um, for the fact that they have a mutual enemy who is um, Robert, um, Robert Scorpio. That's a very interesting possibility. So you said that there are two things that you're psyched about. What's the other one? Oh, the other one? Oh, about the return of Rick Hurst. Um, that as, just as Rick Lance today. I've just I've... seen it. I'm like, oh, my God. But you know what? He is one of daytime's best and finest actors and he is where he um he belongs um he was wasted on the bolt and the brutal and um as whip he was he um he was really wasted on it i don't know why he went back there but that's that's a whole nother phone call because we know rick is going to come to port charles he's going to start a lot of ish with a lot of people so who do you think he's going to interact with first um Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, do we think it'll be Sunny since they've got the sibling thing going on? Or do you think he'll pop up to see Molly since you know he's dear old dad, or will it be somebody else? That's a good question. Um, I think he's going to run into Sunny and maybe Julian. Hmm. I, I got a feeling that um, Julian is going to need a lawyer um, for something. And it's not going to be Diane. It's a very interesting scenario. It sounds very plausible to me. It sounds uh, like something I can get behind. But So you mentioned there are only two things. I would think that the third would be, it's not really official official, but it's official, that General Hospital is going to be continuing on for another season. So that certainly is good news, because if GH wasn't continuing, we wouldn't be talking about Dr. Obrick. We wouldn't be talking about Rick Hurst returning. We'd be talking about sad stuff. So that's got to be also on your list of things that you're amped up about. Oh, I'm very happy about that. And I love I would love the way how General Hospital made that um, that turnaround um, by bringing on Frank Valentini and Ron um, Calabate. Um, 
I um I love it actually. I I love I love the fast pace of this uh, of um of the storylines, um the return and the merging of the old and young characters, um and just the um the suspenseful days because you have to catch a day of General Hospital to see what's going on. Every day is a, is a surprise, and I love it. I I um I do love it. Well, I want to thank you for calling in and sharing your passion of GH with me. And you said that the bold and the beautiful thing is another phone call. So I hope that you'll consider calling in in the future and we can talk about the failure that was Whipple on the bold and the beautiful sometime <laughs> in the future. Oh, I, I, I sure will. It's just that Great. that show just they um they bring on certain actors and they just don't know what to um what to do with them, especially when I they agree. know. We don't know, they know those actors like Rick Kirsten, and I'm going to say it, Sarah Brown. Yeah. Um, they, um, um, Emmy winners, best in the, in the field, but they just did not know what to do with them. I don't know if it was um, from the writer's point of view or just the other politics. Well, we'll have to figure that out again. Donald, thank you so much for calling in. Okay. It's been a pleasure, Dan, and you have a good evening. You too. Okay. There is a lot of other news, and I was reminded on Facebook by Robert that I teased something during last week's show and never got around to talking about it, so let me talk about that now. Last week we mentioned that ABC had responded to Prospect Park's lawsuit about the One Life to Live in All My Children situation, and in short, you can get all of the information at SoapCentral.com, but ABC pretty much said that Prospect Park allowed whatever it was that they allegedly were complaining about, the use of the One Life to Live characters on General Hospital for about a year, a little bit more than a year, actually, but and complained not. They said nothing about it. They didn't raise any concerns, and it wasn't until after the fact that they said, hey, you shouldn't have been doing that. So that was their response. They didn't respond to any of the other claims. So we'll have to keep following that soon because Prospect Park is expected to file a response to the ABC response sometime in, I would guess, the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for more information about that. We talked a little bit about Days of Our Lives when Jake was on talking about Boys Town, the series, but there is other days news. I don't know which one is the bigger news story, but the first was that Days of Our Lives is renewed, and it's been renewed for two more years, which is great. The show will be on to celebrate its 50th anniversary. But then there was a bit of, of sad news that came out just before that. And Allison Sweeney, who plays Sammy Brady, announced that she would be leaving the show at the end of the current year. It'll be her 22nd year with Days of Our Lives. So that's a long time. And I could be wrong here. So fact checkers, you may want to go in and double check this. But I believe that she is the longest consecutive running star on days right now. There are other people who've been with the show longer, but they've taken breaks here and there. So I'm not entirely 100% sure about that, but I remember poking around on the actor bios at SoapCentral.com, and I believe that that was something that came up there. So if I'm off slightly, please don't hashtag me on Twitter. You can just politely tell me (laughs) that I am mistaken. So I'd be interested in hearing from you guys to find out which you think is the bigger story. Is it Days of Our Lives being renewed? Or is it Allison Sweeney leaving the show? Those are two really big stories. But then there was also something that was whispered about Days of Our Lives for the past 
couple of weeks, and it was officially confirmed today. Cassie DePaiva, who most folks will know as Blair Kramer from One Life to Live, she is officially joining the cast of Days of Our Lives as Eve Donovan. You may remember that there was some rumbling earlier, I guess it was right around Christmas time, that they were talking about maybe Eve would be returning to the show. And now we know that it is official, but it is not the actress that we thought. We thought that perhaps Charlotte Ross would be returning to the show because she'd had a meeting with Day's executives. Well, it's going to be Cassie DePaiva, but because of the way that Day's tapes she will not be seen on air until sometime this summer. So you'll have to sort of hang around. Maybe you want to tune into Days Now so you can get caught up on the storylines before she hits the screen. Or you can also go to SoapCentral.com and read our daily recaps or even our weekly summaries to get caught up to speed. But you don't have to do that just with Days. You can do that with all of the soaps. You can do it with Days, The Bold and the Beautiful, GH, The Young and the Restless. And you can also do it with some of the soaps that are not on the air anymore if you're interested in getting... Sort of nostalgic and walking down memory lane. You can also check out All My Children, As the World Turns, Passions, Port Charles, One Life to Live, Guiding Light, Sunset Beach. I think that's all. Another World. That should be all of them that have been around since we went on online 19 years ago. But there's always something going on in the world of soaps, and you can keep up with the latest news by going over to SoapCentral.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SoapCentral. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SoapCentral. I'm on Facebook and, and Twitter as well. I'm not entirely sure that I'm as interesting as what goes on in the world of soaps, but if you so desire, you can follow me on Twitter at Dan J. Kroll and look for me, I believe, at Dan J. Kroll on Facebook as well. Yeah, I'm always sharing some sort of random factoid or, or information I've overheard in the local Wendy's or something. So that is probably uh, about all that you need to know about me. It certainly is all that we have time to talk about in today's show. I want to thank all of my guests this week, Jake Biondi from Boys Town, the series, and also to Rib Hillis and Yelena Grinyenko to talk about the L.A. Ballroom Studio. All the things that we talked about are available on SoapCentral.com slash radio if you want to get more information, if you want to get the links, if you've missed anything, just head over there. You can also listen to any of the episodes that we've broadcast, including today's. So if you missed any part of today's show or want to hear it again, just head on over there. We can also be listened to on iTunes. It's a free download as a podcast. You can check us out and download episodes for free or stream them on demand on our official website. We're going to be back next week, which is the last day of January already, January 31st at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's our same regular time slot. So I hope that you'll join us then for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.